Well, hey friends, welcome to my daily teaching. Hey, in a moment, we're gonna share some thoughts on what does it mean to pray in the Spirit, to pray in the Holy Spirit. We're gonna be unpacking this and I'm gonna give you five keys to praying in the Holy Spirit. You don't wanna miss this. Good, hey, uh, before we do that, let me do a few quick housekeeping things as usual. Number one, if you're new to my uh, ministry, my name is Graham Jones. I am an Anglo-American, a British-American minister based here in New England, where I lead a group of churches, and I travel in ministry to several nations of the world. Um, speaking conferences, churches, universities, I have an online ministry school and I love Jesus. So lots of great things. Check out the links below. Do hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube and um, why not sign up for our email newsletter. Great way of keeping in touch with us. Follow us on all good social media channels. Great, glad you're here. Let's talk about praying in the spirit. Can we do that? Um, let me read a couple of passages to you. This is from the epistle of Jude and um, in Jude, there's only one chapter, verse 20. It says, but you, beloved, are building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself or keep your heart in the love of God as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. So Jude here says, in a way, connects, takes three concepts, keeping our hearts in God's love, uh, building up our faith, and he connects them with this concept of praying in the Holy Spirit. And we're talking in this series all about prayer, 12 lessons on how to pray. And I believe in a sense, this could be the most important one because we want all of our prayers to be bathed in the Holy Spirit. We don't want to be praying simply mental prayers. Prayer has no power in itself. God has power. Prayer, if you will, is our need crying out to God but it's faith that receives the answer. It's faith that moves the mountain. It's faith that receives that which God gives. And it's so important that we, we learn to pray spirit-led, spirit-filled prayers to pray in the spirit. Now, I wanna also read today from Romans 8. I really love to read the whole uh, chapter in a way. Right from verse one, Paul contrasts walking in the flesh with walking in the spirit. He says in uh, Romans 8 verse 9, you are not in the flesh, you are in the spirit, which we'll come back to in a moment. And then in verse 26, he says, likewise, likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weakness. If you have an old King James, it will say infirmity. It's not talking about a sickness and disease. It means our basic lack, our inability, our weakness, the thing we are missing. And then he tells us what it is. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself, if it, your Bible says itself, replace that with himself, the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who search, searches the hearts and the mind knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So. What does it mean to pray in the spirit? There are times we pray with our natural mind. In 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says, I will pray with the spirit and I'll pray with my intelligence. It's like he contrasts the two. And then he says, I'll sing with the spirit and I'll sing 
with my intelligence. So there are times we can pray with our intelligence. I could look at a cup and say, hey, Lord, I'm praying I need a new cup. I, I'm using my natural reasoning capacity uh, and logical deduction to pray for a situation. But there are other times we don't even know what to pray for and we don't even know how to begin to pray the will of God. There are situations at times, you know, we look at geopolitical situations, things going on, and we say, where, where does truth even lie here? You can watch one, you know, CNN will tell you this, Fox will tell you this, and, and both of them are lying to you. Where does the truth even begin to lie? At times we look at a situation maybe concerning two people and we're not sure what is truth there. At times we look at ourselves and we don't even know what truth is. At times we're looking at a you know, our own lives, maybe a family member, and we're not sure how do I, what is God's will? How do I begin to pray for this context? And the wonderful news is Holy Spirit knows everything. He knows the plan of God. He, you know, we've often quoted Romans 8, 28, which is the very next verse after the one I read. It says, in Romans 8, 27, he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The next verse says, we know that all things work together for those who love God. And Holy Spirit knows the plan of God. He knows the perfect will of God for my life and your life. He can take better decisions than we can. And the plan of God is locked into the Spirit of God. Yeah, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, the foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. But he who searches the heart of God knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Holy Spirit knows the plan. And the glorious truth is Holy Spirit knows the plan in the micro and in the macro. God's got a plan for this whole universe and he's not confused about anything. But God's got a plan for my life. But God also has a plan for today. Every Sunday, if I stand here in my church, part of me is praying, and I'll often pray it in public, Lord, what's your plan? What's your agenda for this day? You see everybody who's going to be here. You see the hidden things. You see the people who will watch online. You see the challenges. That You see everything. How can I connect with your plan? So it's really important we learn to pray in the Spirit. And before I run out of time, let me give you five keys that will really help you in that journey. Come on, number one, you are in the spirit. Again, we just read that Romans 8 verse 9. You're not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. Paul didn't say you're in the spirit if you pray in tongues for an hour, stand on one leg, do the okey pokey and blow a shofar. He said you are in the spirit. It's not something you have to try to do. You are in the spirit. Now in Galatians, uh, what is it, 5, Paul says, now if you live in the spirit, walk in the spirit. There are things we need to do, but he actually needs to recognize that, we need to recognize this. We are in the spirit right now. You were spiritually dead in Adam and you were resurrected in Jesus. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. So right now your spirit is alive, seated in heavenly places, and you can pray in the spirit right now. And you don't need to work something up. You don't need to, oh, I'm trying to get in the spirit. Relax, baby. You're in. You are in the spirit right now. Now, our job, how do we get in the spirit? Here's the key to getting in the spirit. Believe you're in the spirit. Acknowledge you're in the spirit. Say, thank you, Lord. I'm a spiritual being. I'm alive in you right now. I'm connected in you. I'm in Christ Jesus. I am in the spirit right now and that's a glorious truth when you can realize it so key number one 
you know, in one sense, we're always in the spirit, but we need to acknowledge that. We need to remember that. We need to realize that. We need to go, oh yeah, we need to acknowledge and abide in that which we already have. Key number two, and I want you to catch this today because sometimes we Pentecostal charismatic people miss this one. To pray in the spirit is not necessarily to pray in tongues. Now let me make a statement here and you can unpick this one if it makes sense. It's possible to pray in tongues and it not be praying in the spirit. Let me say that again. It's possible to pray in tongues, but it not be praying in the spirit. And it's possible to pray in English or French or whatever, and it be praying in the spirit. You say, how does that work? Show me that in the Bible, Graham. I'm glad you asked. You know, you see, Paul says, if I pray in tongues, if I speak in tongues, but I have not love, in a way he's saying I'm not connecting with the heart of God. It's like a banging symbol. You know, there are people who can pray in tongues, and we've all been, most of us have been that person. At times we're praying in tongues and we're just making noise. Right now, I could pray in tongues and not connect my heart with the thing coming out of my mouth. It's possible to just make a whole load of noise with your tongue. And it doesn't mean that that's not the gift of speaking in tongues. What, what you've got to do is put your heart with it. So God is not interested. If I, I, where's my iPad? I have an iPad with me. If my iPad, I programmed it to say, God, I love you, God, I love you, God, I love you, God, I love you all night long. God is not impressed with my iPad. Steve Jobs might have been, God is not. God wants that to come from my heart. So when I say in English, God, I love you, God, I love you, God, I love you, it doesn't mean a thing. When I say in English from my heart, God, I love you, I bless you, I love you, I praise you, I love you, Jesus. That's coming from my heart, my spirit man, my innermost being, and the anointing hits it and it becomes real. Now, I can pray in tongues and she came and you know, just make a whole load of noise. It might impress somebody, but it doesn't impress God. When I do that from my heart, when it's the overflow of my heart, the anointing, the Spirit of God comes upon it. So to pray in the Spirit is less to do with the words we use, the language we use, and to say, is it really coming from our spirit man, where our spirit, the Holy Spirit and Jesus dwell and are connected? And it's possible to pray spirit-filled, to pray in the Spirit in English. What does it mean to pray in the Spirit in English? It means to allow God to give you the prayer. What does it mean to pray in the Spirit? It means to be inspired and pray out in tongues something which is coming from our heart, coming from our innermost being. So key number three, how do we actually do this? Um, I think there's kind of two ways really we can pray in the Spirit. I think number one, we can choose to pray in the Spirit about a situation. So imagine there's a situation I've got to deal with. Maybe I've got to resolve some conflict this evening between two parties and I'm like, where do I even begin to grab this? And I'm, I'm praying like, God, I don't know what to do. Here's what I could do. I could go into my office right now, get on my, I don't need to get on my knees, but you know, come before the Lord and, and just choose. It's like I step into that by faith, either to pray like a, a spirit-inspired prayer in tongues or a spirit-inspired prayer in English. And I'm praying and I'm allowing God to pray through me something for that situation. Now, I think this one connects more with tongues. Sometimes there are situations where we don't even know what the situation is. We're not even aware of what's going on and um, what is happening. We're not even aware of what we should pray for. It's like that we feel, you know, in the olden days, they, they sometimes would... There were, before they discovered all of the planets 
at times they would look and say there must be some planet or body here we can't see it yet but but we can detect its presence by the gravitational force it affects and at times as we go through life there are situations we're encountering we don't even know what's going on we just know something's going on there and at times we've got to come before the lord and we can choose to pray for for that which we don't even know and pray that out in the spirit so again we can choose to pray in the spirit for the things we know something about we can choose to pray in the spirit for the things we don't know about nearly done here but key number four is simply this i think it's really important and both that we we learn to operate in both these dynamics as we pray in the faith as we pray in the spirit we need to learn to operate by faith and we also need to recognize i'll call it the emotions the feelings of god and understand the place of both in them. So there are times when you're praying for something that you can have that experience, let me use some old Pentecostal language, of having a burden, like having that heaviness in your heart and you pray and as you're praying it's like that feeling lifts and at times my point is God will allow you to connect with his heart and feeling and emotions and you need to recognize that. There are sometimes God's simply going to say just pray by faith pray with no feelings whatsoever and pray simple prayers by faith it's interesting i'm recording this on a wednesday here in sturbridge and every wednesday morning we have a a prayer meeting at 6 30 a.m i don't generally feel very anointed at 6 30 a.m we pray prayers and at times i was thinking this this morning i'm like god i just i need stronger coffee or you know i get out of bed and come and pray and not really feeling it Do you know God answers those prayers we pray at 6.30 a.m. just as much as if we were feeling it. If a glory cloud came down and there was sprinkles of gold dust everywhere and angel feathers and angelic voices singing, the prayers wouldn't have more power because we feel it. And at times we want to acknowledge the feelings and enjoy them or cooperate with God. And at times just simply believe by faith that the prayers we pray are being answered and being worked out and um, working themselves out in that context. A really important concept there. Lastly, and I I think this is um, something we often miss, uh, Aura Roberts used to be really great at teaching on this one. Terry Law, similar uh, teaching, if you're ever looking for some teaching on this. We should pray in the spirit and we should pray that we may interpret. Now, I grew up in a, a Christian, kind of more like a Pentecostal tradition, where really there were only three gifts in operation, tongues, interpretation, and prophecy. It's interesting, we saw a lot more in that old school Pentecostal, classical Pentecostalism, we saw a lot more tongues and interpretation than we see in most charismatic churches today. It's like people have forgotten how to do that. And um, it, there's a powerful thing about tongues and interpretation. Here's, here's what I want you to catch. There is a public usage of tongues and interpretation where somebody might stand up in an assembly and bring a message in tongues and somebody else might come and interpret that message in tongues. But I think what a lot of people miss, and again, Aura Roberts was really great in teaching this, is there is a private, personal use of tongues and interpretation, which is really powerful. What does that look like? It looks like this. At times there may be a situation I'm praying about and I am I'm praying in the spirit. It's like I'm going blind because I don't know what I'm praying for and I'm praying out something maybe in tongues like that what we can do afterwards is pray that we may interpret ask the lord for the interpretation of the thing we've been praying out at times god's got a plan 
we don't know what the plan is, we pray in the spirit and we're actually praying out the plan of God. What we often miss is coming to the Lord and say, Lord, can you interpret that? Can you give me the knowledge of what I was praying about? Now, I think here's how you do that. You do that in faith and you believe you receive it when you pray. Now, occasionally God will go, and you'll see it all. In my experience, what he'll usually do, Paul says, if I pray in the spirit, my mind is unfruitful. Now, what happens when we pray that we may interpret is God will bring the fruitfulness to your mind. And uh, that's a really powerful thing. So at times, pray in the spirit and then pray that the Lord will show you what you've been praying about. And in my experience, it doesn't always come as one package. Sometimes these little flashes of inspiration, sometimes this unfolding over a period of days or weeks, but it begins to show you in your knowledge center, if you will, that which your spirit has been praying for. And that's a really powerful thing. So I encourage you, let's pray a lot more in the spirit. Uh, that's something to press into. And let's really take some ground in this area in Jesus name. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with another video on this subject of this prayer series. Bye for now.